You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OKSIS, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome back to OKSIS. My name is Madeline Rose Mayo, a.k.a. Mads, a.k.a. the little sister of the OKSIS podcast. Okay, hello, and I'm Scout Sobel, Scout Sophia Sobel, the older sister of OKSIS podcast. And might I say, do you have makeup on? I have a lot of makeup on. I look so good. I had to get all freshened up because your girl is an influencer, okay? Your girl had a brand deal that, you know, and I just want to put my best foot forward. I want to look good for the brand. And that is what I did. So I I put on a little, a little makeup, if you will. Yeah. The highlight looks great. The eyebrows look great. Oh, you know, it's nude sticks. You know, anything on my face right now is nude sticks. Dude, fucking nude sticks kills it every time. I actually am looking at you and I'm like, maybe I should go to dinner with my husband and put on makeup since I have only put makeup on two times in the last four months. So every time we talk about makeup, you have to bring up that you haven't worn makeup in two months. I think everyone gets it. Everyone knows that you have not put on makeup. Okay. First of all, I said it once. This is the second time I'm saying it because now last time I said it, it was like two months and now we're at four months and I'm just a little bit shocked. So with that, I'm going to put on my goddamn nude sticks tonight and look great influenced by you, which I don't know if maybe I should be influenced by you right now because you should always be influenced by me. You're tearing me down. Oh, okay. Just put on your put on your steps and get on your merry way. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So we do the current fixation. 
Yep, I'll go first. My current fixation right now is the Starseed Oracle. It's a 53-card deck by Rebecca Campbell. Another card deck. Yeah, so this is actually the first one that I got. And I'm bringing it up now because I've returned to it. And I'm loving it because some of the other ones I have, including the Quan Yin Oracle, the Sacred Rebel Oracle, when you pick a card and then you move on to the booklet and you read about the card you pulled, the other ones that I have are a little bit meaty. They're much longer readings. They're like three whole pages. And so what I like about the Starseed Oracle is that it's a little bit more streamlined. You get one message that's very clear, very distinct, great action items. And so there's something about this week that has pulled me. Maybe it's the 22222 portal, which just happened. So I'm being called back to the Starseed Oracle deck. Wow, you're being called back. You know, how many decks do you think you have? I have the Starseed Oracle. I have the Inner Compass. I have the Quan Yin. I have the Sacred Rebels. And I have the Universe Has Your Back deck. So five. Uh, okay. I guess one can never have too many. No, you know what? I'm in the market for another one. Okay. My current fixation. So this is actually, I was trying to think about what I would do for my current fixation because I haven't really, I've been on a budget. I'm a budgeting gal these days. So I haven't been, you know, purchasing clothes or new things. And But then I'm like, no, a current fixation does never has to be just a thing, a material thing. It can be a mindset shift or a perspective. So I was just thinking about what, what I have been thinking about lately. And my co-founder Lauren sent me this really great Instagram graphic from this girl named Shelby Sacco. She's like a 23 year old TikToker. She's incredible. And she has this whole little spiel that she does where she went from sad to savage. That's her like little hook. She's like, I went from sad to savage. And she tells you how to become that. Okay. So (laughs) three-step process to becoming from going from sad to savage. Becoming sad to savage. But she is incredible. So basically what she did was read a lot about habits, a lot of what she gives value or or delivers value of. I've read, you know, in Atomic Habits, all of these different books, but she just lays it out in such unique and and entertaining way that I, I, it really has resonated with me. So something in particular that my co-founder sent me that I have been putting into practice lately is the habit loop. And in particular, the procrastination habit loop. So we'll post this on our Instagram, but basically every decision, every single thing you do, there's a cue for it, there's a routine, and then there's a reward. So with the procrastination, the cue is, Ugh, I don't want to do this thing. The routine is you then do something else. The reward is that you alleviate the pressure of doing it in that exact moment, right? You reward yourself with not having to do it in that moment. So it's just kind of reorienting your mind. So now the cue for if you ever find yourself procrastinating, you're aware. So that's the cue. You're aware that you're procrastinating. The new routine then is you count from five to one, backwards from five to one out loud, because that triggers your prefrontal cortex or something that like makes you actually thinking, if, if you will. You write down the three things you need to do to get that task done. And then you put a timer, the Pomodoro method. Hey, that was what I was doing. But this whole you know process just enforces that. The Pomodoro method is the way to go. You put on a timer for 25 minutes and you do just that task and you get it done. The reward is that one, you get to knock something off of your task list, but 
She also puts together these kind of like little rewards versus big rewards. So it takes three weeks to uh, get a habit in place. So if you have completed, you know, if you've done these procrastination things, this new loop and this new routine, let's say for a week, then you get a little matcha, you get like a little pair of socks, a book, something small. And then if you've continued to do the habit after three weeks, then you get something bigger. So you're training your brain and rewarding yourself with these gifts. So I have made, I promised myself, I made a little cute Notion template. People who listen to this podcast know I love Notion. And if you're on TikTok, you probably love Notion as well. I made a little habit tracker and it is a very good way to hold myself accountable. And then I have next week, I have a little uh, reminder if I do it, that I'm going to get myself a matcha and treat myself. Mm. You know, I live by the Nike method. Just do it. Okay. But that is part of it. So you obviously don't suffer from procrastination because you're a robot. I do actually. I do procrastinate. That just sounds like a lot to go through. It sounds like a lot for me. That's a lot. It's overwhelming me. Now I'm now it's, I'm going to procrastinate on that. See, for me, it puts it into a framework that is so attainable. I know I just explained it like it was very overwhelming. But actually, when you are aware of the science and like the psychology of procrastination, you then can beat it. You can like beat the system, if you will. It's so interesting to me that you have all these habits and procrastination and you look into this stuff and you have all the methods and da 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 because yeah, sure. You might procrastinate, but you're never someone that I would think would need, would be supported by these systems. Mm. Because in college, you were like on top of everything. Yeah. You know, high school, like academically, I think I really excelled in organization and productivity, but I have noticed that it has waned off in real life Mm. career wise. Not, not to the point where I miss deadlines necessarily, and it doesn't get to a very detrimental point, but it's just more of a peace of mind and ease that I go, I want to go through my day and feel productive and in a genuine way that also doesn't go, doesn't, uh, isn't a fast track to burnout. And I'm just trying to figure out what that means for me. So this framework really does, because it just catches you in the moment. Like I'll just be scrolling on Instagram, not even scrolling, but just doing other random tasks. I'm like, no, no, no. Like I said that this hour I was going to read this contract or whatever, but I end up doing other things where it's like, no, 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 let's get back on track. And so the awareness piece of things and this like quick, I can just count down to five and I go and I just do it. I put the timer on, I put everything else away. It's just a shift or else I think my mind would kind of be going 500 miles a minute. You know what I mean? So interesting to me how different people's minds work because uh-huh. as you just said all of that i'm like working and doing the task feels less exhaustive than putting in that whole system into my life like that's why i was like just fucking do it like this sounds exhausting to me obviously it's because i don't need it in many ways i am a procrastinator actually i'm a natural born procrastinator but it's just such an example of how your brain sees all these things and relates to all these things. And it puts it in a framework where it works for you. And I am physically exhausted. I don't even know how, how I would organize my day like that. That is fine, Scout, that it overwhelms you. That is why on OKSIS, we always preach that all of the 
systems, routines, frameworks, mindsets are not prescriptive. You can pick and choose whatever feels right in your body, in your mind, in your soul, Mm. and then take it on your merry way. I love the merry way motif that's happening in this episode. Is that the, that's the second time you said that? That's the second time I said that. You know, you say that a lot, actually, now that I think about it. Yep. So it's a motif. That is the actual definition of a motif. If we could put an Instagram graphic of all our motifs. Vagina sweat. Mm-hmm. Obviously, every time we're like, what's an okay cis motif? Vagina sweat. It's like the first thing. I think it's just because we say, yeah, we just say it. We don't even like really say it that much, but we just say it as the motif. It's just because we were brave enough to talk about it first on the internet. No one has talked about it. No one is talking about it. No one will talk about it. We very early on in OK Sis just started a podcast episode right out of the gate because I was having a bodily experience and working out and I didn't know if vagina sweat was something that was normal. And I just asked you on the podcast and, and the rest is history. OK, I have I have two things to bring up now that you said that we were the first ones to bring this up on the Internet. I have two things I'd like to bring up that I have not heard a discourse about. OK, number one, claw clips uh, suck. And are very, uh, what is the word? Inconveniencible? What, what's the word? But anyways, you put on a claw clip, you can't drive. You can't put your head back. You can't sit on a couch and put your head back. What, where are these people wearing claw clips? It makes my neck stiff because I'm scared I'm going to hit something behind me. Yeah, but the problem is, is that it, there's nothing else that gets the effect like a claw clip. Because when I try to do like a scrunchy half up, half down, it looks like the 80s. So that's the problem. But no, I I love a claw. I love the look of the claw clip. I'm talking about the functionality, the function, utility of it. Yes, they're not practical in any sense of the word. Practical. And yes. just yesterday I went to sit down and <clears throat> hit the back of my head with the claw clip on the head to the back of the chair. I don't know why people aren't talking about this. They are so popular and no one has this issue. I I can't wear them. Okay, my second thing. My second one, why are we wearing sweatshirts with hoods? When, again, the same thing. You lay back and the hood has an additional material that bunches up. I want to lay flat. I want to buy, it's the same way where you can't lay back if you have a bun. But now you have a hood and now you have to squish it or flatten it up to lay down. Okay, I'm wearing a hood right now and I have never. I know. I wore that sweatshirt yesterday and I had this exact conversation with Ben. I have never, ever had an issue laying down or sitting back with a hood. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what you're talking about. That is a human experience that I'm exempt from. So I'm I'm not a hood gal. I don't like a hood. I've told many people this. They still give me the hoods. I say, I do not want it. I don't want a hood. Who's giving you a hood? People give me the hoods. And I... I yeah, name how many hoods you've been given other than the one that we're wearing right now. Matt Hobby gave us the hood. Mm-hmm. I said to them, I, I do not want this hood. I, I, I didn't say I, when they gave it to me, I, I obviously accepted it. But yes. previously, I said, I do not want hoods. Please give me a crew neck. They gave me a hood. It's fine. Beautiful hood. But... I just, I am not a hood gal. There is something about it. Okay, so Mad Happy gave you a hood and that's the only hood that's ever been given to you. So can we talk about this Mad Happy hood? Because the circumference of the Mad Happy sweatshirt 
is so fucking small. <laughs> and we have giant heads. That when I put it on, it's like a, it's an, it's an aggressive pull and it fucks my hair up because it is, it doesn't fit. Like it's not a good proportion to my head. Well, the thing is we have abnormally large heads too. So this is, this isn't Mad Happy's fault. It's that we have just ginormous heads. Kind of. If you're doing a one size fits all situation, they didn't give me an option on circumference of the neck hole. So if it's gonna be one size fits all, you gotta like Do you think if we you think if we got a large, the circumference would be bigger? No, not at all. Oh. So hmm. no, yeah, it's it's literally the, I think this is the circumference on every man happy sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. So just notes, just like design notes. Design no, not happy for listening. We have some design notes for you. Two Jewish giant heads can't get through the hole. Yeah, you know, I was almost 10 pounds when I was born. How was I? You were eight. My head was so big and my body so large at 10 pounds that my head couldn't even fit through the vaginal canal. And that's why my mother had to have a C-section because I physically could not fit. Yeah, my mom, my mother, our mother also had a C-section for me. God bless her. Two C-sections. Oy vey. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. 
every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Well, I hear that, you know, no experts. So sorry if this is factually incorrect, but I hear that if you have a C-section the first time, you are it's more probable that you're going to have a C-section second time, or maybe that you even have to have a C-section the second time. I'm not sure. Oh, interesting. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. What do you think? Do you think you're going to get a C-section or a vaginal? I felt like you don't have a choice. Yeah. I'm just saying, (laughs) what what do you think your intuition, (laughs) what what do you like intuitively think is going to happen to you? I mean, you think you're going to blow up like a balloon. So I feel like you have some sort of an idea here. I would prefer non-C-section. Even though the pain, I know the pain is obviously much, I mean, the pain is bad regardless. My thing that creeps me out is that you're awake on the table while they're doing the C-section. That makes me want to barf. I don't understand how women, uh, women are so fucking strong. Like, I just, I don't know what I would do. I would just pass out. Like, why can't you give me anesthesia? Because it's bad for the baby. You know what? Not a doctor. So I can't confirm, but I did watch 18 seasons of Grey's Anatomy. So I do know a little bit, but that I don't know. Yeah. I feel like you should know this answer since you're Grey's Anatomy. You got your PhD in Grey's Anatomy. I know. I know. Okay. Well, let's move swiftly along. That's on our merry way. And let's move swiftly along. Let's go merry way. So update, little, little, uh, female update. I got my IUD taken out. You know, I vlogged the whole experience. If you're a, if you follow us on the Instagram and on the TikTok, I was really milking my IUD removal for content. Okay. Well, you know, when the clinic looks that cute, what are you going to do? I mean, I had no other choice. You really walked me through a story. We were picking between Burks and Uggs. We were really comfy in our sweatsuits because bloating, we need like room to be comfy, you said. Yeah. So I, I did a get ready with me and a get ready with me to go get my ID removed. And I was half kidding, like half kind of making fun of like just the get ready with me trope on TikTok and then half like actually doing it and whatever. And it blew up. People loved it. People mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. People were asking in the comments why are you doing this? Like, or, and you know, like what are the alternatives? Like all the, you know, I think it is so true. And I am 
a walking example of this, of that there is just, people are not aware that there are other options out there. Very, very trustworthy options. And until you do research, and it's, you know, it's still kind of tricky to do all the research and there is a lot of information, but you don't know where to look. So I get it. I think a lot of people were just kind of like, whoa. And then when I post on my Instagram story, so many people DM me being like, I've been thinking about this. My ID like renewal is coming up. And I, I don't know what to do. Should I go off it? So it, it was an amazing, I got so much engagement from this piece of content, but it just is more to show that if you're listening to this and you're still on the fence, I would listen to our episode with Elisa Vidi because it, you see me go from, from zero to a hundred. Yeah. So it's so crazy to me because, you know, obviously on our Elisa Vidi episode and throughout like the last year and a half, you've heard me talk about my experience and the amount of misinformation and the amount of not even misinformation, just how ignorant women are around our biology and our human anatomy. Like when I started going off birth control and learning things, like I would talk to so many women who would say, what do you mean? You can get pregnant every day. I was like, Oh, that's what I thought. My God, this is, that's what I thought. I know this is terrible. Like terrible so it's so amazing like once you once it clicks you're like whoa this is all kind of wrong I mean no shame if you want to be on hormonal birth control but there's so many people who are on hormonal birth control because they don't think there's other options and so you know what I mean to educate and, and bring these other options is so important I saw people commenting like I'm getting my IUD out or I'm going off birth control so okay so let's have a little touch base because it's been less than a week. It's been a couple of days. How does your body feel? Have you bled yet? What, what's going on? No, no bleeding so far. I mean, I, I, she said that in 48 hours, the hormones will be completely out of me. So it is out of me right now. I stopped taking my spironolactone. So I'm, I'm getting like a little scared that I'm going to start breaking out soon or something's going to happen, but so far so good. Nothing, nothing really feels that different. You know, you sent me some of the ovulation tests to get on Amazon and I'm not going to lie, like they weren't trendy enough for me. So I got them from Modern Fertility, which is, you know, very trendy brand. And on OKSIS, we support trendy brands. They have a cute little app that is an ovulation tracking app. And then they have ovulation sticks that you pee on. Mm -hmm. So I got the subscription for that and I'm looking forward to that. I got all the vitamins and things that I need to make sure that the transition is nice. And then, um, you know, I've been looking into, I haven't had a period in five years. So I've been looking into what, you know, what are the, what are the cool tampons going on these days? You know, because I'm a woman. So I see a lot of these tampon brands that are very trendy and now, you know, I'm in the market, I'm a consumer now. So I've been thinking about sustainability. A lot of them are sustainable these days. It's a whole new market for me. So I'm thinking about doing August. Have you heard of August? Yes. Tell me about the business. I I just remember seeing it somewhere, but I don't remember what they do. It's just period care, tampons, pads, liners, and things like that, but they're all sustainable and they're not paper. No, sorry. Cardboard tampons. It's actually plastic, I believe, but it's biodegradable. So oh, the cardboard ones are so bad cannot do cardboard. So I'm looking for a plastic sustainable option. 
So ladies, if you have any recs, please uh, put in our Geneva Home Community Center. To be honest, I'm so bummed that I couldn't figure out how to get my menstrual cup up me because tampons are so bad for the environment, biodegradable or not. Like it's just waste, right? right? And so I bought a menstrual cup and I could not fucking get it up me for the life of me. Maybe I need to, for the first time, drench it in lube so it's like slippery and moves in easier. And then once I just... They say once you do it, once you get it, but I could not get that shit up me for the life of me. It like hurt. I had yeah. to fold it. It was a whole thing. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I just went on my friend's podcast, Lisa, called the Elevated Podcast. And in college, we we recounted this story that in college, I was hooking up with this guy and I had my period and I like didn't want to have you know, my period during sex. So she was like, Oh, I, I use a menstrual cup, like while I'm on my period. And so she was like coaching me outside of the bathroom. And I was like screaming, like shoving it up there. She was like, just put it in, shove it up there. And it, it was hurts. so funny. We should have recorded it because it was hilarious. And then I was too scared that it was going to like fall out or something that I didn't even end up having sex. Cause I was just too scared, but like, it is very uncomfortable. And Wait a minute. You can't have sex with a menstrual. What does the menstrual cup have to do with having sex on your period? Or maybe it's whatever the one is where you, like it holds all the blood and then and then you take it out at the end of the day and it like it's really gross. Yeah, that's the menstrual cup. Yeah, you could have sex with that. No. It was like a cup. It was like a suction cup. Yeah, but where does the penis go? <laughs> if the cup's in you, that makes that literally makes no sense. There is no vacancy available. If the menstrual cup is in there, the penis will hit the cup. It won't work. Maybe that maybe it was something else then, but it was like a suction cup. Like, are you talking about what's it called? A douche or a uh, a douche diaphragm thing? Like a safe, like instead of a condom. I don't know what it was. Dental dam. Um. A what? Excuse okay. Me. It's like the old ways women used birth control if they didn't want to use a condom. There is a, there's a vagina condom. I don't know if that was, I don't know what that, I need to clarify. Can we, I need some clarification. Can you text her? Yeah, I'll give you guys some clarification because I don't remember. I just remember it being very uncomfortable and that it was just, yeah, very difficult to shove up there. Okay. So yeah, this is my problem. I've, I wanted to go the completely sustainable route, but the menstrual cup, it, it's fucking painful to get up there. I haven't done it successfully. So maybe I'll give it a try one more time. Okay. Let us know. Keep us abreast. Keep us updated. Yes. We need to do like a period update every episode. People are very interested to know about our periods. And I love that about the brand that we've built. Yeah. I'm really excited for you to experience. Well, I'm not excited for you to experience your first period because I warned you that it might be really, really intense, but you know, give yourself three, I, I would honestly give yourself whole year to feel comfortable understanding your cycle, understanding your hormones, allowing your body to kind of regulate a little bit, because it took me, I think nine months for me to feel as if my PMS symptoms weren't really, really extreme because my hormones were still trying to, because I mean, think about it. I hadn't had a period just like you since for like 15 years, 10 years or something like that. So your body definitely goes through a roller coaster as it's trying to stabilize and find homeostasis again. We're all trying to find homeostasis again. Or yeah, just all the time, all the time. Okay. So we posted on Instagram the other day that we are now accepting voicemails for OKC. So you can call 
leave us a voicemail and we will be featuring these on the future episodes. For the first little trying this segment out, we chose- Well, let me, wait, let's just say like what you can expect. So you can leave a voicemail basically about anything. You can ask the question, you can ask for, ad, for advice, you can ask us a question, you can just leave us a cute little note. You could tell us a story, really anything you want. Um, and then we will be either responding or answering the voicemail on future episodes. So we can connect with you guys directly. And just know that if you leave a voicemail, there is a chance that it could be publicly posted on OKC's podcast. This is not a confidential voicemail section. If you confidentially want to send us something, shoot us a DM with a voice note. That's probably a much safer place for anything confidential. But for this first, just to introduce this to you guys and see if you guys like this, we picked two at random that we've received. We're going to play them right now, respond to them. And if you're like, oh, fuck, I definitely need to leave the sisters a voicemail, we will leave the link to do this in the show notes. And we will also put it in the link in our bio on Instagram at OKSIS Podcast. Okay, Matt, are you ready for the first voicemail? Yes, I'm so excited. Here we go. Hi, Scout. Hi, Maddie. This is Bernice. Uh, So weird that I've heard your voice a million times, but you've never heard mine. Anyways, I just wanted to say that I am so grateful for both of your existences. You guys are amazing, and I am just so proud of you both. Thank you for your vulnerability and your realness. I know that I need that in my life. And yeah, I just appreciate you guys so much. I want to ask you if you have anything that you want to brag about right now in your life. Mine is that with the sun coming out more, I am finally feeling more like myself again and getting out of the slump that winter puts me in. And I'm really proud of myself for making it through. But yeah, that's it. Love you guys. Bye. Bernice! Oh my god, I literally like cry. I'm like that the the watery eyes emoji. Like, yeah. Oh my god, that was wow. It's so. I mean, we've said this a million fucking times, but obviously in a podcast, me and Mads are talking to each other and meeting you guys, seeing your faces, hearing your voice is crazy. Bernice, we fucking love you. And what a great question, Mads. You want to go first? Yes, I will go first. So, you know what I'm gonna brag about? The universe is sending me things and sending me tests and pings and little nudges that I am in the right place and I am going in the right direction. Snaps to that. I personally will not tell you what these pings were because I do believe that it needs to just be something private within myself, but it is the first time, or not the first time, I've always believed in the power of manifestation and the power of of that type of work, but it it really like slapped me in the face today. And it's really interesting when that happens, when there's just like a, bam, this is a test or this is a ping. And it's very, very clear. So mm-hmm. I want to brag about that and the work I've been doing. Amen. This has been like a week of like, boom, boom, revelation, change in mindset, ping, download, test, universe sending you money. Like I, I've been like, over here, just Simmentov and Mazeltov and Mazeltov and, 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 and all the time. I'm dancing in a circle with my arms out. My legs are going crisscross over and over again for you. It's been awesome. You're pushing me up in a chair. Yeah, pushing you up in a chair. You're too weak for that, though. You wouldn't be able to do that. Okay, well, you know, emotionally, spiritually. <laughs> emotionally pushing you up in the chair. <laughs> 
saying that. That's amazing. I'm emotionally pushing you up in the chair. It's like raise the roof, but raise Mads in the chair. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's my role here. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Oh, my turn. I would brag. Oh, I would brag that I learned this verse from TikTok, but I don't know if I can do it because I, I was, oh God damn it. I told myself I would practice all day to recite it for you here on the podcast. And then I stopped practicing after nine in the morning. So I don't know if I can do it for you right now. You were practicing this pre 9 a.m. in the morning? Yeah, in the shower. Oh my God. Okay, do at least whatever you know. Okay, let me try. Also, this isn't, just so everyone listening knows, this is like Scout goes on TikTok once. And also, this is not really like a viral thing. You're just... This is a viral thing and you're just not in my circle on the TikTok. Okay. She FaceTimed me yesterday being like, oh my God, you know about this and this. I'm like, no, like you're not in the right part of TikTok. Okay. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous because now I... Oh God. Just do maybe, whatever you... But maybe whatever I, should, you I think I need the beat. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, we don't want to get uh, demonetized. Well, maybe I can do it. Maybe I can do it. Okay, ready? How does it start again? I forgot how it starts again. Oh yeah. Just give me a second. I really, really want to do this right now. And I think I, I think I'm capable. Okay. I need to play it. Let me just play oh, it. Just give me a second. Just give God. me a second. Okay. Are you going to say the P word? Yeah. Oh, for sure. <gasps> so you want to wait around for this. Guys, we're in for a treat. We're in for a treat. You really want to wait around for this one. Okay. So I'm going to play this and I'm going to read the words. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Ready guys? You're going to wrap with this person. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. It's almost here. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> oh God. Buy that extra. No, I can't do it. Oh Money, baby. God. I just found the Spaniels first. For sure, the pussy worth more than an Airbus first. I got the best on earth, so that take better come with some perks. You know, you find money caught my eye too. But there's a big difference between you and my side, dude. You all in between them thighs. He's who I like you. You got them titties in your face. He's getting side boob. <laughs> I was so much better in my mirror this morning. Wait. Wait. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. You know I'm fine. But the money makes me handsomer. Okay. I have like so many thoughts. One, this is 100% not a viral. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It is. It's Russ. Just, yes. But this like girl doing. Oh, the... she's, she's great too. She No, because she duetted Russ and then Russ duetted her duetting Russ. <sighs> okay. My favorite line is. There's a big difference between you and my side, dude. You all up in between them thighs. He's who I lied to. That is an incredible line. And right. she deserves a lot of credit for that. You get my titties in the, your I, face. He's getting side boob. That's so good. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, you know, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall of you doing that in the mirror this morning. Cause that would have been so funny. Honestly, it was the performance was 10 out of 10. I bet. And I just got, I just got really nervous because you were looking at me like, oh, let's watch this train wreck happen. So yeah, I got nervous. I'm sorry for expecting a train wreck. Like I really yeah, but, was. But think and about this. Think about this. Maybe because you expected the train wreck, it was a train wreck. But if you expected a 10 out of 10 performance of me and we're like, fuck yeah, Scout's going to kill this rap verse. I would have brought the energy I brought in my shower this morning. All right. You know, I'm fine, but the money makes me okay. handsomer. Let's go on our merry way. <laughs> oh, yes. 
Okay, oh, voice note number two. <laughs> what? That was what you wanted to brag about. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think you should brag about your grit and your dedication to learning this rap and like really internalizing it, making it your own, coming here and being vulnerable enough to perform, even though you're a really bad performer. And so I. I just like, I applaud you. And I think you should be really proud. Thank you. Listen, Mads, I know I'm fine. And the money makes me handsomer. Okay. So that's all I need out of my life today. Okay. okay moving on. I will, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to send you a video. I was like booty shaking. I was doing all sorts of dance moves. I almost okay. did the whoa. Like it was, stuff was oh. happening. <laughs> Not the whoa. Okay, we need to put this on reels since you're like anti TikTok. We'll put this on reels. Oh, okay. I don't think you know. It, it's not really the platform. It's the content that I, you know, it doesn't matter if it's posted on TikTok oh. or reels. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. Listen, I know I'm fine, but the money makes me handsome. Okay, and so. I'm, and I'm, and I'm, yeah, Adam's and really I'm. annoyed. I played it like four times last night. It, 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 was, it was enough, Diana. Okay, here's the second voice note. Here we go. Hi, you guys. I love your podcast, Scout. I identify with some of the things you've been through so much. And I just got your book, The Emotional Entrepreneur. I am a lawyer and I am leaving my job in a few months to start a writing and sort of legal content and copywriting, freelance writing, all the writing career. So I'm super excited to get further into it and I love what I've read so far. I was wondering if you could share a bit about your writing process and sort of like how you got organized and what that looked like for you. And I can't wait to hear more. Bye. Okay. Wow, look, a customer. A customer, now a reader, a fellow emotional entrepreneur. I didn't catch your name because she didn't say it. So, but wow, I'm so, this is so, look at this. Look at this from rapping to a personalized voicemail about my book, The Emotional Entrepreneur. This is the breadth of the human experience. First of all, fucking good for you for having this dream and going out on your own and doing all that. I hope my book was helpful in that process because I know and Mads can attest to this too, that starting and making that leap is one of the hardest parts of the whole thing and the most important part. So bravo, wouldn't you say, Mads? I would say so, yeah. That first leap is really hard. So you should be just proud of that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So many people go and can't take that initial step. So right off the bat, super proud of you. Writing, I believe, is my strong suit. It's probably my biggest strength when it comes to skill sets, I would say. I've been writing and reading since I was really, really young, and I've always wanted to write a book. But at the same token, I also knew that I had to wait until the right book came to me to write, and that meant having a certain amount of lived experience under my belt. So by the time The Emotional Entrepreneur was becoming an idea, I felt pretty confident in what my angle was, what my niche was through OKSIS podcast, through starting Scouts Agency, through talking about my mental illness, it became very clear what my message was. But I would say the thing that really helped me write it, a lot of people talk about how writing is this arduous and very difficult thing to do every single day. And it takes a lot of um, willpower and patience and consistency. For me personally, this book flew out in a month and a half, absolutely flew out in a month and a half. 
And I credit that to two things. One, I worked with Rhea from Rightway to create a book proposal. And in creating the book proposal, we were able to really, really flesh out a very specific outline. And in that outline, I knew what every single chapter was going to include. I knew what the chapter was titled. And so I did market research of other books that were out there so that by the time it came to write the book, I felt as if I had already branded the book. I already knew what it was going to be about. I knew who my target demographic was. I knew the competitive titles. Like It just felt as if the last thing was just for me to write it real quick because the entire thing was really already Real quick. Yeah, real quick. A month and a half it took me. It took me no, no time. And then you did trims at the end. Yes. So I figured when do I work best? I'm a preacher of the no phone, no work for the first two hours. But for this, I was like, my mind is best in the first hour. So I literally, instead of journaling and meditating and doing my morning routine, I would just write. And then to finish it up, I went to the Parker in Palm Springs where I got married. I turned my phone off. I left my computer in the car and I just worked on my iPad, which was not connected to my Instagram, my email, my text, nothing. And yes, I microdosed shrooms the first night I was there and I finished 30% of the book and I finished it there. So I would say if you're interested in writing a book, I would definitely make sure you work on a book proposal first. You can find online how to create that. Or if you want professional help, I really recommend Rhea from Rightway, W-R-I-T-E way. She really helped me walk through the process. So yeah, that's a little bit about how I wrote The Emotional Entrepreneur. The Emotional Entrepreneur. Beautiful. Yeah. That was so fun. That was so fun. I love these voice notes. We should keep doing them. We'll go through all of them. We'll leave the link again in the show notes and in the link in our bio. So send us voice notes. And every now and then we will feature one or two or three or whatever. Fantastic. I'm ready. Well, you know what? You look too beautiful to uh, just sit in bed tonight. So you go out there and you get that content, baby. You go out there and you take those photos, those reels. You walk down Sunset Boulevard and say, hello, this is me. No, no, wrong part of LA. Okay. You walk down La Brea Avenue and you say, hello, this is me. I have highlight on. I'm wearing nude sticks. Do you see me? Do you see me? Should I do a highlighter spit? Yeah. I have been doing the Anna Delvey impersonation like all the time. Oh no. Oh no. I had to take a pause. We had to take a, we had to do a palate cleanser. We had to, we had to, we had to pause it. Do you know who I am? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't, I unsubscribe. I'm building a foundation. I unsubscribe to this content, please, please. Do you unsubscribe to me? Just wondering. No, I don't unsubscribe to you. I unsubscribe to certain channels of yours. <laughs> and this is one of them. <laughs> Okay, sisters, we love you so much. Follow us on Instagram at OKSIS Podcast, me at Scout Sobel, Mads at Maddie Mayo. And if you like us, if you like us and love us and all those things, leave us a review. We love to hear from you in that way as well. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Love you. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you 
you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink, wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human, and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 